Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to another episode of This Week in Marvel. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by... Blake Garris. We are joined by a man who I'm just freaking out over. Introduce yourself, sir. <laughs> oh, you're very kind. I'm David Keckner. Hello, Marvelites. And what are you in town for? Tell, tell the fans. Uh, many things. Number one, I'm doing a show tonight, Friday the... What is today? The 28th? Yes. February 28th, last day of the month. Uh, doing a show at the Gramercy Theater tonight at 7.30. Come out for that. Uh, also promoting two things. Anchor, the re-release of Anchorman 2 with uh, additional scenes, but mostly a film called uh, Cheap Thrills, which is near and dear to my heart. It's a passion project. We uh, knocked this thing out in 14 days a year and a half ago, and um, it's finally on video on demand, and it'll be in theaters in on March 21st. Uh, 28th in New York, uh, limited release, but so check it out on demand. If you can get to a theater, definitely see it there. Cheap thrills. I gotta say, I saw it last night, and it made me feel so uneasy that I <laughs> wanted to keep watching it. Like at first, I was like, I gotta turn this off. I can't watch this anymore. And then I was like, I gotta keep watching. It. I gotta see what's going on. And I needed that emotion because you don't get that emotion in a lot of films these right. days. And then secondly, I hated you so much in that movie. <laughs> That's awesome. And I love you in everything else. But like you were, I'm just like you, you hated had the all character. This, yeah, yeah. You yeah. had all this money and you controlled everything. Right. And then third, I had another point. Oh, and the third point is that could happen someday. There you go. Yeah. It's an intense film. So Cheap Thrills is the story of a, a guy who's down on his luck. He gets an eviction notice and loses his job in the same day. He's got a wife and a baby, and so he goes out. He's having a horrible day, and then he's just, just gonna have a drink at a bar, runs into an old friend of his, and then they run into this wealthy couple. And uh, I'm, my, myself and Sarah Paxton, we, uh, it's her birthday. And uh, Ethan Embry and Pat Healy, amazing actors, play the other two characters. And m my character, Colin, gets these guys to play some games. Let's party, man. Uh, hey, how about who can do the shot, a shot the quickest for 50 bucks? And I give them money. And they're like, oh, wow, this is weird and easy. That keeps <laughs> happening. Then it, the challenges get a little more intense. Yeah. Like, oh, can you get that girl to slap you for $200? Let's leave. Let's go to a slip, uh, strip club. And then something happens there. Two more incidents happen. Like, let's take this party back home. And then the games get more and more sinister and intense. And uh, the th the thing is, as an audience member, the thing you might not have liked was you make start making this agreement with the characters. Like, I guess I'd do that. Right. I guess I'd do that. Yeah, yeah. Now, did you laugh at all in the film? I, I don't normally laugh in films, but I, I thought things were funny. Right. It, because I think this you have to laugh. I, when I made this movie, we made this movie, I didn't think it was a comedy at all. No, yeah. And it's not really. So it's it's a sinister thriller with dark comedic undertones. And I've seen it with festival audiences, and it's really interesting to watch uh, how they react. Because they make the agreement with the players in the film, like, I guess I would do these things. But then the laughter comes out of uncomfortability, and they have to release, go, oh, oh, oh I, I'm still watching a movie. I, I really wouldn't do that. But then they get back into it, and by the end of the film, man, the the the, the theater is just stunned <laughs> silence, and it's an awesome thing to witness. They, they feel like they just got kicked in the diaphragm. <laughs> uh, but it's really a fun, intense film. Like you said, it'll make you feel alive. And the viral campaign for it gets great too. Like there are actual people doing these something similar-ish to uh -huh. some of the for money. I get oh for right. tweets. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's making me a little uneasy just hearing about this film. Like I, I'll I'm picturing link, things yeah. in my head of what could be going on. I'm like, mm, I don't well, know. Well, you can see the trailer online. They give you a hint as to the sinister happenings. But yeah, it's it. 
like that, we made the the film was made on a very very tight budget and in 14 days, and I think that all lends to the intensity of the picture. We had to shoot quickly, uh, not a lot of setups, not a lot of coverage, um, not a lot of pay, <laughs> but I, it all adds to the film. Uh, it's just a real pressure cooker, and uh, anyone that sees it is deeply affected. But I, I, but I think generally, I mean, don't you feel like you you enjoyed it? Oh, definitely. Because yes. my wife had to walk away too. Mm-hmm. She we watched it at home, and she had to walk walk away twice, uh, but in a good way. Right, right. Like you came back to it, and then you, like you said, you didn't want it to end. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was great, and he, like you said, Ethan his, his performance is amazing. Amazing. And everybody knows him as well as you from a ton of other things. But right. He's doing. You both are doing different stuff, which yeah, is great. Yeah, different than what you've seen us do before. It's it, wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, Ethan just kills it, and Pat Healy is terrific, right. and so is Sarah Paxton. It's so it was one of those films where you didn't really have to do anything. You do all your prep. You 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 break down the the, the scene. You break down the film. You know what you're going to go in and do um, because you had to come in with intentions and to play them clear and well. But everybody in the film was so good; it was not work at all. It felt like doing a play. Uh, it was a really remarkable, rewarding experience. Do you see a play coming out of it, maybe somehow? It would work as a play. Mm-hmm. It would. It would it? too. Yeah. yeah, because you you could like your house three sets. Would be the one. Yeah. yeah, that's the main set, mm-hmm. and then you have uh, just the you don't have to have this. You know, I guess you could easily do the strip strip club, and the apartment, and the bar. Right, that's true. So yeah, the, it would be a, a good. Uh, it would be a good play. I was on Twitter talking to, I was just praising you guys on it, and Pat apparently is in the new Captain America movie. Is he really? He's playing a really short scene. Like, it's Did really he say small what part. Character? No. I think it's so. He said the back of his head's in the trailer. Ah. That's it. So. Yeah. Well, you'll see a lot more of him in this picture. Yeah. And, uh, and like that, you can get it right now on video on demand, and I know it's going to play right. It's going to start in 18 theaters, 18 markets, and so, you know, it's a slow rollout, and hopefully if we if we catch on and, and uh, people come out and see it, then we can see it and it'll expand, because it's going to be a great word-of-mouth picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not going to leave and go, oh, that was fun. You're going to leave and go, oh, my God, and you're going to have to talk about it for hours and days and probably right. call each other, would you do this? Would you do that? So it's about basically what would you do for money? You know, would you hurt parts of your body for money? <laughs> would you, would you, you know, put everything you have in jeopardy for money, your, your marriage, your life? Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun ride. That's nice. great. Yeah. When you walked in, switching gears a little bit, when you walked in, we have the big Avengers wall, uh-huh. and uh, we said, pick a character to take a picture with. And you went right to Jarvis, the like portly, balding depiction of Jarvis that is on the wall there. Why Jarvis above like the thing and all the other Because of his there? scowl. <laughs> Plus, I'm, I'm looking at the, the board going, who could I play? <laughs> Do you have a? Did you read comics as you were younger? Uh, my my parents weren't big fans, mm-hmm. so uh, first comics for me were Mad Magazine that I'd sneak from the drugstore. Uh, but yeah, like every, not not as like everybody else because I know real true fanboys have deep collections. But yeah, they kind of weren't uh, allowed, so it's a drag because I I feel like I've missed. Uh, a huge part of, of boyhood by not having uh, you know tons of, of comic books so I encourage my boys to uh, to get into it yeah yeah Do they, have you guys seen the films and oh yeah all stuff? of them Do of course are you kidding every one of them uh, well we all went to the Avengers and uh, I think that's probably their favorite I'm guessing yeah um, it, it's been great because we we can actually make these 
giant superhero movies with explosions and all the stuff that families go to, mm-hmm. and I look at some other superhero movies that don't they don't have that opening, but we, we've seen so many kids mm-hmm. get into the these characters. That right, right. Great. And obviously all the uh, Iron Man pictures were delightful and, and fun. You know, it's fun when just the guys can go. So I've got two sons, yeah. and every time there's a picture, my youngest boy is uh, uh, eight, and or seven actually. Uh, he's going to be eight soon, but every time there's a new billboard for any you know boy movie, Dad, can we go? And some of them are rated like, no, son, you can't. <laughs> so, sometimes. Not the Marvel pictures, but you know. Yeah. Uh, I think it was uh, Frank Frankenstein was that uh, what was that R? I Frankenstein, yeah. I think uh, it might have been. Yeah, I was like, I don't think that's one you can go <laughs> see, son. Uh, but right now he's into Goosebumps, really, okay. really huge because you can see all those on Netflix, and those are so handmade. It's yeah. it's incredible. <laughs> I mean, the, the characters, the special effects in those movies are are just so low budget, but they do the best they can. I'm yeah. sure you know for the money, but uh, yeah. So I'm encouraging him to you know get comic books and and yeah, we go see the films because it's fun. This summer we'll have uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. If you have kids around seven eight years old, I yeah. think that's going to be they're going to love. Oh that great! Movie. It's a family film. I mean, it's a space adventure. Okay. There's a talking raccoon that uses a machine gun. Uh, There's a giant tree that you know moves around and says three words. It's, oh, but that's it's like, fun. It's super crazy and super yeah. fun. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. What's your uh, your comedy show like? Your your. I know people. Show? What do you think it's like? What do you think when you hear I'm doing stand up? What do you think? I'm very familiar with your uh, naked trucker uh-huh. thing, which I loved. Uh huh. Um, I think so, some of that. I think it's a variety show. Right. Am I, I'm totally wrong. No, you're right. Uh, it's because it's a lot of different things. Right. It's stand up. It is storytelling. Uh, so you you know everyone has a different style. So it's a storytelling style. Doing stand-up, but I also do a lot of different characters throughout the show. But I weave them together, so it's not like that's over. Let's do this. It's not like a one-man show. In fact, when I started doing stand-up four years ago, because I, I primarily started as you know a comic actor, but I wanted to do something live. So I'd always done character pieces, and I actually when I started out it was more like a one-man show, and people were wondering what the hell is going on. Because <laughs> in comedy clubs, in a theater, you can get away with it a little yeah. bit more. I'm at the Gramercy, so it has a different setting and a different vibe. Uh, but in, in comedy clubs, they're like, wait a minute. What I need, I need a joke every thirty seconds. What's what's happening here? So you build to that, and you have to, you know, make sure that they get taken care of in a way that they understand how to digest the show. So I start with just stand up, and then go into some deeper material as we go along. And it does end with music from the Naked Tracker show. Oh, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Uh, have you played Gramercy before? No, I haven't. I, I love that venue. Yeah, it's really cool. All right, cool. I thinking about it for that kind of show. It's going to be super fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so for Anchorman stuff, we just we announced that Paul Rudd is yeah. going to be in our Ant-Man film. Fantastic. Uh, how often do you guys, you know, talk that that crew? It seems like you guys get along yeah, so cool. Yeah. We we really do. And uh, the, you know the the trade-off about filming out of town, you're away from your family, so it's a drag, but then you all get to hang out after work because normally you wouldn't. If we shot in town, I'd just go home, but because you're shooting out of town, you all just hang out and go have dinner or go do whatever, have fun. Um, so that was great, and, and uh, unlike we, well, the first one was in L.A., so we probably didn't get as much time to actually socialize. So this time was great. Plus, uh, Paul's one of his charities is uh, called The Big Slick. It's a charity they do in Kansas City. Paul's from Kansas City. Rob Riggle's from Kansas City. Jason Sudeikis. Eric Stone Street's from Kansas. I'm from Missouri. So we do this benefit for Children's Mercy Hospital in the summer. It's in June this year. <clears throat> And so we're communicating all the time about that via email, about 
you know, getting ready for that event, doing, yeah. you know, figuring out the hosting, what we're supposed to do, who we're going to invite, what are all the events going to be for the weekend. So that's another fun way to stay in touch. But, yeah, I'll, I'll just text him out of the blue sometimes. He's a big Chiefs fan, so we'll, we'll uh, text each other about that. We've got a good buddy, the punter, uh, uh, Dustin Colquitt, so sometimes the three of us will get there and chew the fat. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun little experience like that. It's weird. Okay. I went to the Super Bowl this year, and I sat next to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's the weirdest <laughs> thing. He's a great dude. He's a cool guy. But I got invited, and I, I uh, got actually put in a box, and there's Aaron, and I met him last year, and he's a great dude. So that's the funnest thing. I'm, I'm sitting watching the game with such a high caliber quarterback uh, that was that's what's so fun about show business you get to do things like that well it's funny because <coughs> the Super Bowl being here and us you know so recently we've heard so many various Super Bowl stories like uh -huh. Stanley he was here and he was like going through his phone and it's him and Paul McCartney and he's like wow. talking about hanging out with Paul and he's uh -huh. like yeah no like like that's old hat to him yeah. right and Bobby from Saturday Night Live is talking about how you know Warren Michaels has a jet and will fly to Super Bowl and he's like do you want to come with and blah blah wow. blah? It's just like I love these stories. Yeah, it's not my life. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, yeah. like to hear about it. It's super cool. Yeah, you you've literally changed the game of comedy with Anchorman. What is that like? You don't think of it like that. Uh, you do notice that how it has affected other comedies, uh, right. but you don't. You know, that's not your intention setting out. Adam and Will wanted to go back to doing an ensemble comedy because you think of things like Stripes or Caddyshack. Those were ensemble comedies, and so that's what they were going back to that model. Well, it's not just about one guy who you either like or you don't, and you might get tired of. So this way, the you know everyone distributes the weight, and it, it's a lot more fun to play with, you know, four or five great people than just trying to have to carry every scene. But really, Will carries the, 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 the picture. There's no question about that. The dude's incredible. Um, but it's fun when he gets to pass the ball around. But as far as changing the game, I mean, the, the quality of writing from Adam and Will is so amazing. And McKay's mind is just unlike any other that I know. I, I used to say that his mind has its own gravitational pull. The thing is white hot. He just, in, in the film, um, we will always shoot every scene two or three times, and then when we know we've got it covered, Adam would have a microphone behind the monitor, and we'd have a PA system next to the, the set, and he would just throw out new lines of dialogue for every character in the movie, for every scene. He's amazing. And he'll, you know, he'll just keep thinking, and sometimes he beats his own stuff. It's crazy. Like, where do you get it, McKay? How does this happening? That's the only thing that's intimidating because this guy is so brilliant. Like I, 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 I would come with ten new lines, right? And I'd show them to McKay because we're always going to improvise. Right. And um, he goes, "Oh, those are great." Always accepting, always saying yes. Then he'll beat each one of those lines. You're like, <laughs> I, I can't believe it. So um, it's it's a lot of fun. Awesome. It's a great experience. Yeah. Cool. Right on. Um, we're gonna wrap up. I'm gonna let's make sure we get him some comics. Done. Bring home to the kids. Fantastic. Uh, you know, help spur them along a little bit more. Love it. Always happy to help. And you're on Twitter. It. I'm on Facebook, Twitter. Facebook. Yeah, yeah. The, the, all the shebang. Mm. So at David Keckner. Awesome. Thanks. All right. Whammy. <laughs> this is Marvel. <laughs> Your universe.